0: Yes, praise be to God. Thank you for joining us. And uh, it's time for us to study the word of God. Here we study the Bible and we study. We aim to study from the book of Genesis Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 28 books of the Bible. And if you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please go and check out all our podcast platforms you search for bible in depth you'll find us there and you'll listen you can check out on podbean apple podcast google podcast stitcher deezer whatever podcast channel it is Um, you can go there and you can be able to listen and i believe the lord shall bless you even as you listen the lord shall speak to you even as you listen because Like we already said, there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows need. Everyone who wants God to speak to them, he'll come, he'll speak, and you'll see the goodness of God in your life. And, uh, today we want to handle the book of Joel, the books that are coming next are not long books, they are pretty short, so we shall just go through them swiftly and, uh, Before we know it, we shall be done with the Old Testament. And uh, it's been a long journey, but we thank God for how he has led us through to study and to learn and to get a message from him every time we get into his word. Now, the book of Joel starts by saying the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Bethel. Now, Joel is spoken of even in Acts chapter 2 verse 16, where they're referring to him saying this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So there's reference given to him as a prophet. And it starts by saying, Hear this, O elders, and listen, all inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or in your father's days? Tell your sons about it and let your sons tell their sons and their sons, the next generation is telling them, Has something like this ever happened in your time? Now it's going to happen. And you'll have to tell your children, who will tell their children, well, I don't know if they went ahead and moved on the information, but uh, that was a habit of issues dying uh, along generations. And information dying, because we saw it with Israel, that at some point, the children do not know about the past. Yeah, So he's saying, tell your sons, and they will tell their next generation. Yeah, and he says what the knowing locust has left, the swarming locust has eaten. Now, the the, when you say the knowing locust, this is something that causes physical pain, or locusts that come and actually bring physical pain to you. Yeah, he says what that has left, the swarming one has eaten. Yeah, these ones come in a large group and they feed on all the. Uh, the, the harvest you have, all the crops you've planted. And it says, and what the swarming locust has left, the creeping locust has eaten. Yeah? So it's uh, locust after locust. Now comes one that sticks on and makes sure it finishes everything. And what the creeping locust has left, the stripping locust has eaten. So it's total destruction. That which is going to happen, which is saying you'll live until you your children and your great-grandchildren. They will talk about it, uh, of what invasion came. Yeah, Awake, drunkards, and weep, and wail, all you wine drinkers, on the account of the sweet wine that is cut off from your mouth, for a nation has invaded my land. He's saying, get out of that slumber, get out of that sleep, get out of that enjoyment, because those are things that people love to enjoy. The wine, yeah, they're getting high. It says get out of that because this is not the time. The time here is for you to look now at the invader, mighty and without number. Its teeth are like the teeth of a lion, yeah, and it has the fangs of a lioness. It has made my vine a waste. And my fig tree splinters. It has stripped them bare and cast them away. Their branches have become white, well, like a virgin guarded with sackcloth, for the bridegroom of her youth. Of course, when they're talking about here a virgin in sackcloth for their bridegroom. Remember, when you get into how the culture, their culture worked, as long as you are betrothed to each other, if the uh, the man dies, even before the wedding has happened, you're still considered a widow. So here, the virgin will be considered because, yes, they're still a virgin, but betrothed and they've not engaged in any sexual affairs yet. And when their uh, bridegroom or their man who was supposed to marry dies, of course, they'll wear a sackcloth in mourning for uh, that, and they'll still be considered widows. And they say the grain offering and the drink offering are cut off from the house of The Lord, the priests mourn, the ministers of God. The field is ruined, the land mourns, for the grain is ruined. The new wine dries up, fresh oil falls. Be ashamed, O farmers, wail, O vine dressers. Yeah, For the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field is destroyed. The vine dries up and the fig tree fails. The pomegranate, the palm also, and the apple tree. All the trees of the field dry up. Indeed, rejoicing dries up from the sons of men. Not only have the physical crops and trees dried up, but even rejoicing. There are some things that can happen in life. They start with the things surrounding you. When they start to dry up, and they keep drying up, and they keep running out, and then your rejoicing also dries up. And this is a point where you need Christ. This is a point where you need God. Because when everything is gone, you need God to patch you up. And sometimes we think and we, we have this belief that if we have everything, then we'll have joy. But no, that's not the case. You can have everything and lack joy. Just as you can lose everything and lack joy. That's the same scenario here being spoken about these men. That rejoicing dries up among them from the sons of men. Guard yourself with sackcloth and lament O priests. Wail O ministers of the altar. Come spend the night in sackcloth telling them get some time to mourn what you've lost. Get some time to go before God. O ministers of my God for the grain and the offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. It says get time When you're first with trouble, the best thing to do is to go and seek God. When they're dressed in sackcloth, this mostly moves with a time to fast, a time uh, to put food aside, and you seek God. And that's uh, sometimes what is called for us when you're going through trouble times. You seek God. You take some time off. You go away and spend some time away praying to God, talking to God, fasting, and uh, setting things aside that uh, take your attention, you switch off the, the phone, you switch off the the internet, and you focus on God, because it's troubled times. Because that's what troubled times demand, and that's what he's saying here. And he says consecrate a fast. That's what we've just talked about. That consecrate a fast. Hmm? Put things aside. Put food aside. Yeah, you you your energy in that day does not rely on what you've eaten. It relies on. Uh, the power of God upon your life. You set food aside as I don't depend on food, I depend on you. And he says proclaim a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord, Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is near. The day of the Lord is near, he tells them. Yeah? And he says, and it will come as a destruction from the almighty. Has not food been cut off before our eyes? Gladness and joy from the house of our God. The seed shrivels under the clouds. The storehouses are desolate. The bands are torn down, for the grain is dried up. How the beasts groan. The herd of the cattle wander aimlessly because there is no pasture for them. Even the animals don't find anything to eat. Even the flocks of the sheep suffer. To you, O oh Lord, I cry for fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness and the flame has burnt up all the trees of the field even the beasts of the field pant for you even the animals now rely on god they ask for help they're seeking for help from him for the water brooks are dried up and fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness yeah and it says in chapter to blow a trumpet in Zion And sound an alarm of my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. This day of the Lord is spoken of a number of times. That day of the Lord is spoken of in Zephaniah chapter 114. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasten greatly even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Yeah? It's spoken of that it is coming. That day of the Lord is near. And to us here, we also need to know that day is coming when he will return. And it says, surely it is near a day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and thick darkness. That is what is spoken of that day that is coming. As the dawn is spread over the mountains, so There is a great and mighty people. There has never been anything like it. When that day comes, the things that shall be witnessed have never been witnessed before. It is a special day that will come with its own experiences. Experiences that we have never seen, never witnessed before. And he goes on and says, Nor will there be again after it. The things that shall be seen have never been seen before and they will never be seen again on that day of the Lord, when the Lord is coming. To the years of many generations, a fire consumes before them and behind them a flame burns. The land is like a garden of Eden before them, but a desolate wilderness behind them. In front they see beauty behind is... A uh, consummation that has happened yeah a wilderness and nothing at all escapes them their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like war horses so they run with the noise of chariots they leap on top of the mountains like the cracking of a flame of fire consuming the stable like a mighty people arranged for battle before them the people are in anguish all faces turn pale they run like mighty men they climb the wall like soldiers and they each march in line. Nor do they deviate from their paths. They do not crowd each other. They march everyone in his path. When they bust through the defenses, they do not break ranks. They rush on the city. They run on the wall. They climb to the houses. They enter through the windows like a thief before them. Yeah? Before them the earth quakes. This is Uh, What is being described for for that uh, day, yeah? And the heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark. uh, Being described of the day of the Lord here. Matthew chapter 24 verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken then shall appear the sun the sign of the son of man in the heaven and the earth and and shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in clouds of Hev- of heaven with power and great glory this is the day that they are talking about here even in Joel yeah when the heavens will tremble the sun and the moon shall grow dark and the stars shall lose their brightness of course The Lord utters a voice before his army. Surely his camp is very great, for strong is he who carries out his word. The day of the Lord is indeed great and very awesome, and who can endure it? Yet even now, declares the Lord, he's saying, who can endure that day? For those that shall witness the day and all, who can endure that day? When all these things are happening, He recently had very bad rain, yeah, that but, but it had, uh, it was a very fierce storm, and it was scary to watch, but that is that was just rain, a storm. How about that day when the sun goes dark, when the moon is out of the way, when the stars are falling, who can behold that day of the Lord that is coming? And he says, return to me with all your heart. Those who will be able to have that day sorted for themselves, that they shall not have any fear. They are those who have decided to walk with God because with God there is no fear. He will take them away and say, these are my children, safe. Then the rest shall experience this drama. He says, return to me with all your heart. And he's telling them, and with fasting, weeping, and mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments. You're busy tearing your clothes, trying to show that you're uh, very interested in me, trying to show that you are remorseful for what has happened. He says, it's not just about the act we show, but your heart, that which nobody is seeing, your heart, you rend it to him. Now, sometimes we are good at putting up a show. We are very good at showing people that, ah, for us, we are the holiest of all. We pray loudly. We walk in the right manner, showing that we are walking... uh, with the Lord, yet in our hearts is dirty, in our hearts is evil. And he says, Rend your heart, not your garments. Break down your heart, not your garments. Yeah? Now return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger. Yeah? He is abounding in loving kindness. And relenting of evil. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing on him? You turn to God and see, because sometimes you say, "Ah, for what I've done, the evil I've done, God cannot forgive me. I've been so bad." He says, "You try it. You relent. You 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 turn and come and see if I will not have this loving kindness over you and leave a blessing for you, even a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow a trumpet in thine consecrate a fast, proclaim a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the generation." Assemble the elders, gather the children from the nursing infants, let the bridegroom come out of his room, and let the bride come out of her bridal chamber. Let the priests and the Lord's ministers weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your inheritance a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they among the peoples say, Where is their God? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land, and he will have pity on his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I'm going to send you grain. Hmm? When you've gone before God and are seeking for forgiveness and repentance and deciding to walk with him, this is what he says. I'm going to send you grain. I'm going to send you new wine. And I'm going to send you oil. And you'll be satisfied in full with them. God will bless you when you turn to him. God will bless you when you walk with him. the things that were missing, the things that you are lacking shall be sorted out. When you return to him, all turn to him. And I will never again make you a reproach among the nations, but I'll remove the northern army. Far from you. I'll take out the one who conquered it. That's what he's saying. And I'll drive it into a patched and desolate land, and its vanguard into the eastern sea, and its rear guard into the western sea, and its stench will arise as its false smell will come out, for it has done great things. Do not fear, O land. Rejoice and be glad, for the Lord has done great things. Do not fear beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness have turned green, for the tree has borne its fruit, the fig tree and the vine have yielded in full. So rejoice, sons of Zion, and be glad in the Lord your God, for he has given you the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you the rain, the early and the latter rain, as before, he's telling them, yeah, he has considered you again. And the vats will overflow and with the wine and the oil. Then I'll make up to you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten the creeping locust, the stripping locust, the gnawing locust. He says, I'll make up for you those years of trouble. Those years that you've gone through helpless, I'll make it up for you. But there's a condition here, returning to him and walking with him and turning our lives to him. When you do that, God comes and picks up all the years that have been wasted, all the years that you've suffered in poverty. God comes and covers for them. All the years that you've suffered in pain, in sickness, in disease, God comes and says, I will make up for those years. You will see greatness and joy in a short period. For that which you've suffered, God comes and sorts, but it's for those who decide to walk with him and return to him. If you don't, then you'll keep suffering. If you don't, then you'll keep going through these swarming locusts. But if you walk with God, turn to him, commit to him, then that is sorted. And he says, and praise the name of the Lord who has dealt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. Thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. And my people will never be put to shame. It will come about this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. That's good to know. On all mankind, he will pour out his spirit. And the sons and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. It's not even um, for a few. When they're talking the male and female servants, they're talking about even those that are considered, <laughs> because that's what uh, the Jews many times felt, that this is their God, he belongs to them only. But when they're talking male and female servants, yeah, it's giving you a picture that even those in your household, they may be Gentiles. But God is saying, I'll consider them. They may be um, those that are not known like you are, but I'll consider them. That's what God says for them. I'll consider the male and the female servant. I'll look up to them and look into their issues as well. They will be mine. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be born or free. And all have been made to drink into that one spirit. That's what he's saying here. Everybody. That's why here today you can have visions. You can dream. You can get all the message from God. Because the spirit has been poured unto us. Yeah? This is a promise of the Holy Spirit. And it's come unto us. And everybody enjoys in it. I will display wonders in the sky. He says, and on the earth. This we've looked at blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. This will come to pass. We've looked at it in Matthew 24, verse 29. And uh, in Mark 13, verse 24, he says, But in those days after the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. Luke 21, verse 25 also tells us, And there shall be signs in the sun. Yeah and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. We are told of this which shall be a sin before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, before that day where we are expecting him to return. We shall see that come to pass. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall not see this. Uh, the, all these bad things that are being spoken of here that shall threaten the world, shake the world. Those who call on the name of the Lord shall receive their deliverance. They shall be saved. There is no hope. There is no other hope as concerns this apart from calling on the name of the Lord, accepting him and walking with him. That's how you'll be delivered. For Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be those who escape, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations, and I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there. There is a day of judgment that is coming, friends. And we are told it will happen in that valley. Of course, that's the region of Jerusalem. And uh, that's a day where all nations will be brought. All nations of the earth come and answer for what you have done. What would you say? Then I'll enter judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and they have divided up my land. They have also cast lots for my people traded a boy for a halot, and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. He's talking about what they've done to his nation, and those nations that have done that shall be responsible that day to answer for that. Moreover, what are you to me, O Tyre, Sidon, and all the other regions of Philistia? Are you rendering me a recompense? But if you do recompense me, swiftly and speedily, I will return. Your recompense, he tells them, on your head. Since you have taken my silver and my gold, brought my precious treasures to your temples, and sold the sons of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks in order to remove them far from their territory, behold, I am going to arouse from them the place where you have sold them and return your recompense on your head. Also, I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the sons of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabians into the distant nations, for the Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare a war. Rouse the mighty men. Let all the soldiers draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowsheds into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I'm a mighty man. Hasten and come, all you surrounding nations and gather yourselves there. Bring down, O oh Lord, your mighty ones. Let the nations be aroused and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge. He says, "There, I will have my throne seated, ready to judge that which has been done." And Psalm seven six says, "Arise, O Lord, in your anger; lift up yourself, because the rage of because of rage of my enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that you have commanded." Hmm? Are calling on God to judge, and all the surrounding nations, put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, tread, for the wine press is full. The vats overflow, and the wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will grow dark. This one, Joel jo- jo says again and again. Yeah. And the stars lose their brightness. The Lord roars from Zion, and utters his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth tremble. But the Lord is a refuge for his people when there is this trembling, when there is shaking, when there is chaos in the world, even today when the economy is bad, the Lord is the refuge for his people. For you, you are safe if you are a child of God. And a stronghold to the sons of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God. Dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. So Jerusalem will be holy and the strangers will pass through it no more. In that day, the mountain will drip with sweet wine and the hills will flow with milk and all the brooks of Judah will flow with water. And a spring will go out from the house of the Lord to the valley of Shittim. Egypt will, come, will become a west and Edom will become a desolate wilderness because of the violence done to the sons of Judah in whose land they have shed innocent blood. But Judah will be inhabited forever. And in Jerusalem for all generations I will avenge the blood, their blood which I have not avenged for the Lord dwells in Zion. And here, Joel mostly speaks about that day of the Lord which is coming, a day of judgment. And we read and refer to it, even Jesus speaks about it in uh, the New Testament, as the books we've referred to, talking about that day which is to come. But are you ready for it? That's the question. Are we ready for that day of the Lord? Because we do not know when it's going to come. We, do not, we have no idea when it will come. But this is a fact. That day is coming. Will you be ready? That day is coming. Will you be ready to stand for God? Will you be ready to walk and go before, that, uh, the, uh, before him and say, I have walked with you and the books will be open. Will your name be there? In this life that we live today, sometimes it feels like it's taking long. We've been hearing this, that Christ is coming soon. For years and years. And sometimes people start to think, maybe this won't happen. But this is the thing. If the Bible says it, it will happen. If his word says it, if the prophets have said it, it will come to pass. And it's good that when it comes to pass, it finds you ready. So that when all these things, the signs in the heavens are appearing, you're not panicking. You know I am safe. You know I have the Lord with me. I'm safe. And if you're out there and you need to turn your life and you need to walk with God, in preparation for that day, and you've not accepted Christ into your life, would you, you could say these words after me, and let him come into your heart, and let him dwell in your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Transform my life. Help me walk a life worthy of your calling and always honor and worship you. Amen. Thank you for making that decision. And I pray that the Lord guides you, that the Lord walks with you, that you grow strong in the Lord. For he is the one that shall save. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That marks the end of the book of Job. We shall continue tomorrow in the study of the Word of Thank you for joining us. May God richly bless you.